Hey, busy business people. I am here today with another entrepreneur taking action, Kim Doyle. She launched a physical planner that went from being a failed Kickstarter to $67,000 in sales in a month. And I'm getting the scoop today on how she did it. Thanks okay, for having so me. I'm super things. excited. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Welcome to, yeah, like working with another podcaster. I'm a zip it. Welcome to that intro. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to do it again? Sure. Let's, I'll stop. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that little awkward pause is where we put the little animated video. So it just gets people's attention. And then we have the little animated thingy. And totally got it. it. So I will weird. wait till your cue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Hey, busy business people. I am here today with another entrepreneur taking action, Kim Doyle. She launched a physical planner that went from being a failed Kickstarter to 67,000 in sales in a month. And I'm getting the scoop on how she did it. Hey, okay. So to kick things off, like what made you decide to launch a physical planner in the first place? That had to be a big undertaking. It was, and it's cut the, how the whole thing, it, it's very, I don't know. Kismet. I'm totally a believer in energy and all that fun stuff. But what happened was um, I had been pivoting. My brand was the WordPress chick for the first 10 years that I was online, pivoted to my personal brand and was really dig. I love content. I started a podcast like in 2013. So I am also pre-internet, like I owned a scrapbook store way back in the day, right? So I'm a pen and paper person. I do. I, I draw, I paint, I do all that stuff. And so I had been doing journaling and I had gotten into, um, my aunt introduced me to the bullet journal. It's like, oh my God, this is great. So I got a bullet journal. I love the dot grid. I love that for, for journals. And, but I was like, this is way too rigid for me. So I took my bullet journal and went into like one day I'd map out a funnel. Next day I would be like, what do I want my life to look like? And then I doodle or whatever. And so I had this little test where, so I, I did screenshots. One of my hashtags is everything is content. And so I took three pictures of some spreads in the journal. One was lots of colors and big fonts and stuff. And, and I posted three Instagram stories. The first one, I just did something. The second one, I used the hashtag journaling. And then the third one, I didn't. And I went from like 53 views to like 500 something views on the journaling hashtag. And then back down to 50. I'm like, holy moly. Like, so I, I started going down this journaling rabbit hole. And it like, everyone's like, oh my God, there's Bujo and bullet journals and people that have like, you know, million subscribers for drawing their spreads and all this stuff. And I'm like, I knew there was something to paper and pen and the content thing. So in the meantime, I had started a Facebook group uh, 2016 called content creators. And, you know, so it was like, I just, I had this idea and I am, I want to say, God, it's not Victor Frankel who said it. Um, but nothing is more powerful than an idea whose time had come. And so I had this idea for a journal, a, a physical planner, because every time I'd go to map out a funnel or my business, I am drawing. Like I, I, I need to, I'm a very visual person, so I need to see things. And so it was summer of 2018 and I reached out to a friend, just an internet friend that we had talked multiple times and stuff. She is an actual graphic designer. So like I knew I could draw out the pages, but I don't know InDesign. I, I don't think I've ever even opened the program. So I messaged my business partner, Jody. I'm like, hey, I have this idea. Can I hire you? Or you want a partner? And she was like, yes. I'm like, well, what is it, right? Anyway, so we <laughs> went from idea in end of August 2021 to... It was my not so brilliant idea to launch a Kickstarter December 1st, um, but we create, we got the planner. So like I literally, I drew out all the pages. I sent pictures to Jody. She put them in InDesign. 
We had weekly calls. We did, we both dove into the marketing intensely, like six hours on a Zoom call to do our story brand and the message and the problem we're solving, all that stuff. So anyways, it's just, and then when we realized we weren't going to hit our Kickstarter funding goal, we're like, well, screw it. We got to get this up. And again, she does websites and design all stuff. So we put up a WooCommerce store on the site the week after Christmas and we launched on December 31st, completely funded the print run because I literally, I had to go into Kickstarter because you don't get those emails on Kickstarter, right? So I literally messaged mm -hmm. every single person that had committed um, or pledged something for us and said, look, we're not going to hit our funding goal, but we're still, we're moving forward. So go here. And, and they pre, we, so we pre-sold the planner and then by March of 2019, we had the planner in our hands and shipped them out. That is amazing. It's like, I love that story. Like just kind of, you know, not letting something knock you down, you know, like not getting your funding on Kickstarter and just keeping on moving forward and going forward with it and doing it. Like, um, I want to just tell people more about the planner too. Like I've been in content marketing for over 15 years. I love this thing. I've seen it. It's amazing. I've been stalking it for like years. <laughs> so like, tell people where can they find it? What does it do? How does it, how does it work? How does it help people? So the whole idea was that it's not because there are some other content planners, but they're basically calendars. And so we thought, no, we really want people to understand that when you go to create content to have a strategy behind it. And so the goal should be always your content should be driving leads and sales, driving leads and sales. And I'm sure you've seen this being a content creator yourself. Some people are like, I don't have to write about it. I don't have to write it or I don't have to create, you know, they get stuck in this idea. And so welcome to my life. Uh, dogs out looking out the window. <laughs> so, but so the goal was start with what the end goal is like, what do you want to sell? So we have, we, we created a, it's a monthly campaign page. So you start with what are my goals for the month? What is content I can create to support those goals? What is the call to action? Because this is ideally, we're talking about getting the lead. And then you take that lead and then what do I want to sell them down the road? And so we started with that. And then we have a strategy map where you can drill deeper. And it's like, okay, so maybe one of the, what, let's just, I'm going to just do an example here. So maybe one of my goals is I want to add 200 subscribers to my list this month. What can I create? What kind of content can I create? So in the example of the content planner, it would be, you know, here's a great example. We also have these content type checklists. There's eight content types. So I thought, okay, I'm going to take this and I'm going to drill deeper. So there's just a checklist in the planner. So I went and kind of did a quote unquote, like epic post and I explained, here's what a heading tag is. Here's your sub headline. Here's your body content. You want to make sure you have alt tags, all those things. And so then I turned that into a printable checklist, right? Because printables are also all the rage. And so what we did then is that piece of content in order to get the printable checklist, people have to opt in, right? So that content then would support my goal of 200 new subscribers. The call to action is get the printable. The end goal would be buy the planner, right? So that's kind of a quick little mini funnel. And then the content planner itself would be what are the content pieces that I want to create. And then we kind of go into the micro content. So what would I do with that blog post? I would turn it into an Instagram story, a carousel, a, what all the, the repurposing piece. And so you can write that out. And then we have a monthly calendar and there is a weekly calendar. And then there's stats and goals for month end and year end uh, or quarter because it's a 90 day planner. I'm a big believer, like the best example this sounds horrible. The pandemic served internet marketers in a lot of great ways. One of them was like 
I don't believe in necessarily planning out content beyond 90 days. Can you imagine if you'd planned all your content for the year in January, 2020? Oh, I met people that had, they had planned it all. They had stuff queued up. They had, and I know there's a few embarrassing news stories of mm-hmm. stuff that was set on auto publish that went out that was like, Hey, plan your travel vacation with your grandparents. And you know, it's like right. really like bad stuff. And it's like, it went out anyway, cause they had planned ahead. They had scheduled ahead. I know so many people in the marketing space that, I mean, they had the whole year and they had already worked ahead on a lot of it for the client and they had to scrap it all. They just had to eat those costs because the client right. doesn't need any of it anymore. And they had to start over. It's like they had six months done thinking like, yeah, we're so far ahead. We're good. Which kind of defeats the purpose of content, to be honest with you. And my idea. And and so I have the saying that I call core content value. So my core content value is that <clears throat> I want people to feel better for having consumed my content. And that sounds very generic, but the three buckets under that would be, I want them to learn something, I want them to be entertained. I use a lot of self-deprecating humor, or I want to connect with them, whether maybe it's a, like a heartfelt piece or it's a rant where they're like, thank you. You totally get my whole thing. Right. And so as long as what I'm doing hits one of those buckets, I know I'm good, you know? And so my content is a connection piece. It's not this whole autopilot. Trust me. I love automations. I love getting things running, but you have to be listening to where your audience and your customers are and paying attention to that customer journey. And that doesn't necessarily mean like I, I'm not, how do I want to say this? It's like, like I hate spreadsheets. Don't give me a spreadsheet. Let me draw. Right. Like, so I don't get crazy analytical and I've been doing this long enough that I can trust my gut at the same time is there value in looking up keywords to see where you can rank to support your ideal audience? All of that stuff comes, but people need to start creating. And if you come from that basic place of, I want to create value that connects with people that I want on my list, that I can sell solutions to their problems to, you can, you can learn and get better at the strategy and the systems as you go, right? I'd rather see people hit publish than not, but this getting a a year ahead of it so you can go do other stuff. It's ridiculous. It's, it's just, it's kind of ridiculous. I don't know. I mean, you're in yeah. it to communicate and provide value, right? Yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize why they're creating content in the first place. It's mm-hmm. like somebody tells them you need to be blogging. You need to be going live. You need to be putting stuff out on social. You need to be sending emails. And they kind of just get so lost in the tactics that they lose sight of the why. And it's like, I tell people all the time, if you just run around and be a helpful human, it's probably going to work, but like Mm -hmm. you have to have the helpful human thing at the core (laughs) and then you're going to get somewhere. And most people just, they don't, they start it the other way around. They're like, this is my business. This is what I want to achieve. We didn't have a list of people. Let's just go email them. Not like, you know, how can we help the people on the list accomplish something? And it's like that simple exercise changes it all. That, and you know, I did a podcast episode, I don't know, a few weeks ago and it was about the most important thing an entrepreneur an entrepreneur can do, and it's to start managing your thoughts. And that sounds maybe a little bit out of left field, but the problem is we get into our heads about, oh, what does this look like? What are people going to think? Or this person's doing this. And it, you hear it, like your mindset, like you have to come at this with the right approach. Here's a quick example. So I do coaching too. And one of my coaching clients, this is her first weekend. She had done a Black Friday, Cyber Monday thing. And like, we came and like, 
I'm like, you know, you, we really need to build this foundation for your business. You have to have these things in place. So it's not just like, I'm going to hire someone. We're going to put an offer out and it works. It's like, do you have a list? Are they engaged? Are they responding to your emails? There's so much more to it. And so she emails Friday, 20% open rate. Nobody bought, but that's okay. I know they're the right people on my list. The next day, Saturday, I get this. I'm having major insecurity attacks. I know they're not the right people, but I'm still frustrated. And it was like, whoa, her list isn't even 500. She's not been emailing really. And then she ends up with two sales. I'm like, this shows you it works. Marketing it can be a math equation. And so people get into this freak out mode about things where they panic and they stress and they're like, it's not working. And it's like, then you need to dig deeper. You need to get better at your messaging. You need to get clearer on who you're talking to, what their problems are. But there's something, I don't know if you've seen this, but it's like something about the internet where people think, well, I have a pretty website and I've got offers. Why aren't I making a million dollars? Yeah. And it's like, it's you're like, not communicating you effectively. It, come. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and marketers on one hand, marketers sell that. On the other hand, I don't know. I, I, I love coining terms now. That's my favorite thing. I've, I've coined entrepreneurial adulting. You need to do the work just because yeah. you could have a phenomenal product, but if you don't know how to sell it, if you don't know where to sell it, you don't know how to communicate the value and the problem it solves. You know, it's, it's kind of like hearing when I first started, I've been doing this almost 14 years. The money's in the list. The money's in the list. I always had an email list. I always captured subscribers. It was like, what do I do with them? <laughs> right. And it was like, and we yeah. get in our own way. I went from writing blog posts that sound like, you know, a Microsoft robot circa 1990 wrote it. I'm like, where's the personality to, getting better at writing and editing and rereading it and then listening to people and having conversations. And, and it is simply a process. It's not an event. And so when you look at content as it's just something you have to do, and then it's supposed to work, you are going to set yourself up for failure over and over again. Yeah. Well, I mean, content is everything. It's in everything that you do. It's in your mm -hmm. sales presentations. It's in your video scripts. It's in your blog articles. It's in your emails. It's mm -hmm. everything you do is content. And I think Everything. a lot of people just, they don't understand how what they do impacts people. They just don't ask. Even the ones mm -hmm. that have current customers, they never have that conversation. Like, hey, how has this helped you? How mm -hmm. has working with me helped you? And it's like, I tell people sometimes, I'm like, why don't you, like, if they can't communicate it very well and they have existing customers, I'm like, go get five testimonials. Go have a mm -hmm. conversation with somebody. Not just send an email and ask for a testimonial. Go have a conversation with somebody and learn about why they did business with you. And it's mm -hmm. eye opening most of the time. And it's like so many people put so much effort into creating buyer personas and into creating all this other stuff when they have existing customers. You have people go find the ones you like and go have a conversation with them. That's not, you know, like, hey, why are you doing business with me? It's transformative. That is your buyer persona. I think the most powerful eye opening thing that I've ever done was I had someone actually fill out a before after grid that was an existing customer. That was my best ah. fit customer for a new thing that I was launching. And the before mm -hmm. after grid is kind of like, what is your life right now? How mm -hmm. do you feel about it? How does, and like, how did, you know, what are you looking for from me? How have I helped you? How has it changed? And she went through and filled that out. And it was like the language and wording that even in 15 years of copywriting experience and marketing experience, I would have never said it that way. You know what? So here's, it's interesting is, so I had the content creators Facebook group before the planner came around. And one of the questions to join the group is what's your biggest challenge with content? And so after collecting 1200 of those or something, I'm like, I know what it is. I like, 
So we took all of those answers and it was so easy. It was, it, it was, it was easy, but it was a lot of work, right? To craft all the content for the website, for our ads. Like that's how we did the 67,000 a month was Facebook ads. And it was because we did all of this pre-work to understand what their problems were, where their challenges were. And then we knew the target market, you know, so it's, that's the kind of stuff I call it like the intangible to behind the scenes stuff that people, it's a lot harder than you think to sit there and say, or to cheer point, have a conversation with where were you, where are you at now? What makes sense? What's clear for you? One of the things I did, so I have totally gone down. So we've got the content creators planner with my personal brand. I'm obsessed with email marketing and newsletters and copy. I love it. I love it. I love it. It is the foundation to succeeding online. I believe that with every ounce of my being. And so going down this rabbit hole. So one of the things I did is I put this offer out in the spring and I've now done two cohorts, like cohort based training is making this whole, I don't know, like people are going, thank you. You actually care about me. You're going to be on the calls and I'm all about passive courses too. So I'm not knocking anything, but there's a great opportunity for people to get massive data, connect with people. So I did this. It was called email insiders. I said, I'm only going to work with 10 people. It's a two month program. You're going to get an onboarding call with me and we're going to look at your email and the whole thing. Let me tell you, and I let people know this is a pilot program. So the results I got, I felt like I was getting paid to get data and feedback. So then I did a second cohort and now people are like, oh, this is what I'm really appreciating about these group calls. And I like that you keep it small and I've gained so many other insights here. I'm like, this is brilliant. Price goes up for the third cohort and it's becoming more of a mastermind. But the whole thing is no sales page. It was direct email. I had a relationship with my list. I said, this is where people struggle. You're going to get my time also. But too many people come to the internet and they're like, well, I just want to put up a sales page in a funnel. I don't want to talk to people. Well, then you're not going to be in business for long. Yeah. I think like one of the the things that blows people's mind the most that I tell them, especially with like a brand new business, they get started. And they're like, I need a website. I need my social pages. I need a funnel. I need like, they've been told they need all these things. And I was like, you need to go get 10 clients. Well, that's why I want all the stuff. And it's like, no. And I heard this from Ryan Dice. It wasn't something I got originally, but I love it. And I've told people to use it and it's worked. Like, just go get 10 clients, go Mm -hmm. talk to however many humans you need to personally go talk to, go find them, go knock on doors, go send emails, pick up the phone, message them on social media and be genuine, do whatever you need to do, but go get 10. Mm -hmm. You don't need a website. You don't need a sales page. You don't need a funnel. You don't need anything until you've gotten 10 clients and you can prove that the thing that you want to do is something that they need. You know, if you're brand new. If you're brand, well, and even if you're not brand new, but it's a new offer in essence, mm-hmm. right? And so, I mean, I've been doing this a long time, so I feel like I've earned credibility and relationships and people trust me because I do show up consistently. And that's another hashtag of mine, just show up. Look at like Russell Brunson, right? Most people in the digital marketing space know who he is. So ClickFunnels is what, $100 million monthly, I mean, or annual recurring revenue. So when he was launching ClickFunnels, people have heard this story and love him or hate him, I think he's a brilliant marketer. I don't care if you like ClickFunnels. You can learn so much from watching and reading his stuff. But so he reached out to Organifi, great juice company, powdered juices and stuff. And he said, you know, can I come and build your funnels for you? And Drew, I think Drew Canoli, is he the founder, I think? But he's like, what's in it for you? He's like, I want to see if this works for a supplement company. He did not charge them. So at that level, ClickFunnels had an audience. They had subscribers. But he said... 
let me come build your funnels for you. Boom, helped blow them up. And so this idea that, you know, he had the resources and I get it. If you're getting started and you're like, well, I can't go fly all over the country. You don't have to, but find a way. And I love doing that. Look, it's a hundred bucks to do this session with me. If you show up and do the work, or if you show up, I'm going to give you your money back. But this is to show that there's some skin in the game because I believe that element also. But it mm -hmm. is. It's. It's. I feel like we've kind of because of tools and automation and the internet, people forget forget that like guerrilla marketing works. Like you yeah. know, it's kind of like have you heard the phrase? You know, Russell does his dream 100. Like you don't need to go after Russell Brunson and Tony Robbins and Amy Porterfield. There are thousands of people on the planet to do business with. Find two who have a 1,000 or 2,000 person list of your ideal customers and see how you can support each other, right? So to your point, go yeah. out and get 10 clients, find joint venture partners, collaborate, do podcast interviews, develop relationships, right? And I'm sure you've done interviews where it's like, okay, that was nice. I don't see anything coming of that. And there are other people that you're like, I want to be in their space. Like, mm -hmm. how can I support you? How can I, and you just, it works, but people get nervous, but guess what? You have to learn to be comfortable with the discomfort. That's how you're going to grow. <laughs> yep. Oh, I like that one. Be comfortable with the discomfort. I had another person I interviewed that she said, feel the fear and do it anyway. And yep, I don't think she's book. realized how much that brain worm is living in my everyday <laughs> thoughts now. But like mm -hmm. I, all the time, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I really want to put that out. And it's like, feel the fear, do it anyway. I'm like, okay, publish. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you like, this is probably way TMI, but so little teeny tiny. Snot. So my story, I was widowed in 2003. I had a six-year-old and a two-year-old. My life, I was working full-time. The whole nine yards, right? Like white picket fence pulled out from under me. Totally on the other side of it now. Kids are 24 and 20. Like we're good at what, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I found an amazing therapist to that, but I've continued working with her. I'm literally, what about Bob, the movie, if you've never seen it, like I'm following my therapist around. So we do these calls. So I did this when I was under the pandemic. I was actually in Boise, Idaho at the time. I moved out of California. So I'm like, let's do these weekly calls. Like, like I just, I want to raise my vibration and my energy. And she's totally into all that stuff too. So we went down this crazy rabbit hole, got into a bunch of stuff, like one topic, and I'm not going to go deep in this, but it was all on sexuality and stuff. And I was like, okay, at the same time, I'm doing this um, launch for a, a, a course I have, List Explosion. It was how I grew. I added like 500 subscribers in 10 days organically to a new free little course I did. But... I took the email sequences. I bought Ramit Sethi's breakthrough launch. And at the time, like I'd done launches and stuff, but never the whole carts closing reminder, like the email kind of, it feels like you're hammering people. And it was such a level of discomfort. Yep. And I said to myself, I'm like, Kim, you can talk to your therapist about this sexuality stuff. I'm all, you can send a freaking email, <laughs> right? It's that mindset. I'm all, <laughs> if you can do that, you can write this email that the cart's closing. And guess what? Just like they all tell you, most of the sales came in the last few days. Had I not sent that, today's the last day, five o'clock carts closing, eight, eight o'clock reminder, you got two hours. And then I did something squirrely with the card on the back end. So it didn't close. And I made three more sales the next day. I'm like, this shit works. This shit works. And it's, it's you just yeah. because you're not comfortable with it doesn't mean it's not worth doing. All of marketing is numbers. It's testing. It's trying. There will be trolls. There will be negative, but do it anyway. Do it anyway. <laughs> yep. And I mean, so much of it is going to be uncomfortable because you don't see the reactions. So it's like, as much right. as we try and hide in the digital world and get away from like in-person interactions, 
it makes us uncomfortable to not have in-person interactions because we can't see mm -hmm. what's going on. We don't know what they're going to like. We don't know how they're going to think about it. And it just gets a lot more terrifying. I mean, I'm guilty of it. And there's a lot of things I need to be doing. You know, and I like something Always. else that you said earlier too, where you launched it as kind of, I forget how you called it. I call it a beta launch. You called it something mm -hmm. else. A pilot program. Um, pilot mm -hmm. program. Yeah. And like not being afraid to just say like, Hey, this is new. It's mm -hmm. going to be weird. There's going to be things that go off the rails, but I'm going to be there and that's okay. You know, I feel like being open to being vulnerable can be really powerful because people give you feedback. You can ask questions that you wouldn't normally ask in like a polished, you know, like have been doing this for like five years kind of program. You mm -hmm. can't really be like, Hey, what did you, th I mean, like you can, but at a different level when it's like a pilot or a beta launch where you're like, Hey, I don't know what I'm doing. What do you think about it so far? <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, the fun part of that too is, and I under promised and over delivered. It was a two month program with only two calls a month, but I ended up going three months and almost four calls a month because one, I was having fun. And like, it's so much work to create a course I've done. I have courses, I've done them and you know, it's, it is, um, it can be so disheartening when you're like, but I believed in this and I did all this work and then nobody bought. And it's like, okay, now go back. Did it all not work? Did they open the email? Did they at least click through? Was the mess, you know, so that's why I, I love the whole pilot beta thing. And I don't know about you, Christina, but I'm like, I'm one of those people that, I don't jump like look crazy squirrel anymore. I've gotten so into fundamentals and I, now I just like to go deeper and deeper and deeper, but there will always be something that catches my interest. So I like the flexibility of sort of stacking a skill set and going like, I love email newsletters. Okay. Where am I going with that? So now I've gone deeper copy, all that kind of stuff. Things will continue to stack. So I don't want to bank everything on a signature program that I'm married to for 10 years or something, you know? So the pilot, the beta, and here's the crazy thing. Again, only 10 people and people, they have all said to me that they like that it's a small group. Some people are like, well, I just wanted to get more of you. And I'm like, okay, great. And then I got two coaching clients from the first beta group and I'm like, okay. And there will come a point where I won't do one-on-one -on -one coaching anymore as, and I've done it, you know, but it's like my goal. I like, I love this group dynamic, like even events, like the last big event I went to pre-pandemic was, I think ClickFunnels in 2018, I don't even have an account, but um, I, it was, it's just too much. Like I'm just at a point in my life. I'm like, I'd rather do like 10, 12 people at a mastermind or 20 people at a small thing. Right. So, but I'm able to figure this stuff out. I, I feel like I'm just getting paid to connect with great people, solve problems and get data. And I'll just continue to get paid better and better with each of those. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the goal. I mean, that's one of the things I started doing with, I mean, I'm launching a 90 day program right now that I mean, we're just playing around, having fun, working it out, but mm -hmm. it's all superpowers into sales. It's, it's like, go be a human, go make mm -hmm. money being a human, quit trying to build a right. brand, quit trying to build a business, just go be a helpful human. And that's kind of like the core tenet of the whole thing. And I'm being weird with it. And I'm doing things that nobody, I haven't seen anybody else do. We're doing execution. Like, I'm not going to teach you how to write a book. We're just going to write your book. Like, you don't need to know how to write one. I have yeah. people, they write them all the time for people. I have a staff already mm -hmm. that does that. That's what we do. So like, mm -hmm. we're just going to do that. You don't need to know how to build a personal website. I have people that do that. So let me just teach you how to use it. And so it's Absolutely. a different model. We're doing the execution for people and then teaching them how to leverage the things we execute on. 
So I, I told everybody that's coming in. I'm like, it's a beta. I can't find anybody else doing anything like it to even model something off of. I mm-hmm. just know this is a problem. People buy things. They learn things. They can't execute the things. They don't get the result. So we're just going to execute the things. And it's been a blast. I mean, we're having so much fun with it. We're going into month two right now on the first people in. And it's just, it's fun. It's a little crazy and a little weird, but it's fun. Do you find, let me ask you this. So like pulling in, you know, a little bit, I don't know, not esoteric, but doing something that's not being done. And that's almost your unique point of view, right? Like that's actually where it's your sweet spot. And so, and you have more fun doing it. Like it's a pilot program, beta, whatever. And you're like, we're going to do this together. We're going to figure it out. And I, I I don't know. I think I did another, I feel like I'm ranty today. So apologies. I'm really this happy, optimistic person. (laughs) I promise. But like, I just did a podcast episode and it was on the tail end of a coaching client, like stressing out about her Black Friday offer. And I was like, what if it's just an indicator? What if your frustration is just telling you, hmm, okay, maybe I'm frustrated because I'm scared or I'm nervous or whatever. And so it's like stepping into that, creating something different. There are enough, you can Google, you can YouTube, you can learn just about anything. What makes your stuff work is you and your, your unique point of view and being a good human. I friggin' love that, Christine. It's like, people just forget, like just help. And I'm not saying work for free all the time, any of that kind of stuff. But I had an interview one time. I have tried so many things. I tried launching a a SaaS program with somebody and that we opened it and it closed two months later. And so it wasn't, long after then that the planner came about and someone's like, you're so transparent about the things that don't work. And I'm like, I don't know how else not to be like the thought of trying to hide and be protective about stuff is friggin' exhausting. It's probably the point in my life I'm at too, where I'm like, I don't care. I, I just, I don't care. That's not true. I have plenty of mind nonsense that goes on, but people resonate with me when I meet some of my best content kind of circling back to content has no SEO value whatsoever. And I'm just going to tell a quick story is, so it was uh, the anniversary of my husband's passing. And it was, I think, 14 years later. And for the long time, initially, like I would do something with my kids to honor him and stuff. And it didn't hit me till like two or three hours later when I woke up, it was a Sunday, what day it was. And I was like, I'm so grateful to be on the other side of this, right? To be, to have nothing but love, to be past the intense grief and all that kind of stuff. So I thought, I'm going to email my list. And I had been doing, I call them almost daily emails. It was a total practice for myself. I expected no results other than I'm going to show myself that I can master this and I'm going to do an email every day. So I sent an email on a Sunday and the subject line was in loving memory and a personal message of hope. I included a picture of us from our wedding. And I just told the story of what today was, how grateful I was to be on the other side. And I'm like, your dreams are worth pursuing. Christina, I got like 30 responses to that email immediately on a Sunday. And so people were like, oh my God, thank you for sharing. I had no idea. It's always been on my about page. It's always been a story I tell and stuff because it is part of my story. And so then I thought, huh, this is crazy because I thought most people just knew this. So I'm like, I'm going to publish this as a blog post. My highest traffic post to date, highest traffic, most shared, most social engagement, most comments. So this idea that you have to be this strategic SEO, sitemap, pillar content, all it's not, that's not the case. All that stuff is important. I'm not negating that, but be a good human and talk to people. You know, it's like, I always tell people, 
I'm a total Marvel nut, right? I saw Avengers Endgame like three times in the theater. And so <laughs> yep. I could have convinced anybody to go see that movie. Email like that. Write like that. Come from that place. If you're talking to that person, like it gives me goosebumps. Like what lights you on fire? What gets you excited? What do a rant? I did a ranty email that got a ton of engagement on. I was so tired. Also Game of Thrones fan. And I was so tired of all the people that had to pontificate on Facebook and social. I'm proud to say I've never watched an episode. It's like, nobody cares. Like, can you just let us have our fun? Nobody cares what you don't do. I don't go around saying, I don't eat seafood. And I live in Costa Rica. But I'm like, nobody cares. Like, be for something. Don't be against something, right? And I guess my rants are against something anyways. But it's be a good human. I friggin' love that. Be a good human. <laughs> I mean, that really is. I mean, it's the core of everything. And I found too, like when you start being a little bit more open, some really cool things happen. People are willing to share their stories back. And sometimes yeah. you're able to help people in ways you wouldn't have been able to help because you shared yours. So they shared theirs and then you're able to talk or you get advice that you didn't expect from places that you didn't expect. Like, oh, hey, yeah. I don't know how to solve this. This is what's going on. It's mm -hmm. a problem I'm going through. I know I'm not alone. I know other people go through it. Like, what's your experience been? How did you solve it? What do you, you know, just being willing to be open and talk to people about things. That's been something I've been really big on for like the last six months or so. Like, instead of trying to act like I'm so good at certain things, like just being like, oh, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have not a clue, but I'm going to continue <laughs> to fail forward. You know, as long as we're doing that, we're okay. <laughs> well, and you know what? It's like, I always joke around. I'm like, if we all learn to communicate effectively, if we learn to communicate, to understand instead of listening to speak, right? Like nobody argues if you go, I totally screwed that up. How can I fix this? Or I don't know, but let me find an answer. People are like, okay. <laughs> like we're so yep. in our heads about how we're perceived. There's a great line I heard Wayne Dyer, Dr. Wayne Dyer say one time, I listened, read all his books and stuff. And he said, you know, at 18, you're worried about what everybody thinks. At 30, you don't care what anybody thinks. And at 60, you realize nobody was thinking about you to begin with. It's this level of self-importance <laughs> of, oh no, it's like, are, most people aren't even going to see half the stuff you post, right? So, or your fault, whatever. No. It's like, it's okay. Keep going. <laughs> and I think that's the thing most people don't realize. It's like, if you put something out that someone doesn't like, they're just not going to read it. They're not going to watch it. They're not going <laughs> It's okay. You know, I mean, you'll right. have the few trolls that'll read it or watch it anyway, just to say something negative about it. And I mean, that'll happen occasionally, but mm -hmm. it's so rare. Like, just go do yeah. it anyway. You know, I mean, it you doesn't know, hurt. It, it doesn't hurt. And another quote I heard too, and it was like, you know, people who are ahead of you are never going to cr critique you. Mm -hmm. So remember that the critiques come from people who are not where you are. And, you know, it's kind of like that idea, you know, I, I'm in a couple little mastermind groups and th this morning, somebody was talking about how her sister-in-law was, you shouldn't be working over Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And she had a new offer that did really well. And it's like, okay, thanks. She's never been an entrepreneur. She don't, we get to choose how we work, how we live, what we do. And so it's, we, we wouldn't take advice. You know, I wouldn't take advice from... I don't know. This is going to sound harsh, but it's what's coming to my head. A legless man on how to run a marathon. Right? Like I just, <laughs> I wouldn't. And that sounds horrible, but I mean, unless he had been a marathon runner. But my point is we let those naysayers and the negativity and the concern and the fear get to, like run us off the road. And the people who are telling you it, it's the man in the arena speech, right? With the credit goes to the person in the arena, not the bystander. Yep. 
I love it. Well, now I have kept you talking for like over 30 minutes Sorry. now. I could probably keep you talking for like way longer because I feel like we connect on so many levels and it's amazing. Totally. But I want to give you like plenty of time to tell people what you do, how you work with them, where they can find you, all that good stuff. So if anybody just fell in love with you like I did on this interview, how can they, you know, get in touch with you and like pay you money and hire you and stuff? <laughs> okay, well, this is fun. Um, so two places. So I do have Content Creators Planner. It's when my business partner, Jody Hirsch, she is amazing. So we have a physical content planner. There's a digital. We have a Trello version, and we've got some supporting courses that go with that. We will hopefully be getting version two out first quarter of next year. Um, so the Content Creators Planner, and then me, my site is kimdoyle.com, and it's D-O-Y-A-L. I always remind people that. Um, so, and, and my sweet spot at this point truly is email marketing and newsletters. I love it. It, it it's, will change your life. I have a newsletter called F the Hustle um, because I am tired of the bro marketing mentality of hustle culture. It, it's, it's, not, it's nonsense. When I work from a place of intention and trust, I can create and accomplish a lot more. I am living in Costa Rica. I F the hustle. Uh, so, uh, so, to, so that, that's kind of it. And so like I do, I have courses at most of my stuff at this point, it all stems on email marketing and newsletters. Like I said, um, the podcast, I, I do interviews because of course I naturally want to have you on now. Um, so I do interviews, I do solo shows, but it's, it, the podcast focuses a lot on digital marketing and truly the mindset managing your thoughts. But I love to also give tangible, tactical do this, do this, do this. So um, kimdoyle.com or Content Creators Planner are the best places to find me. All right. Awesome. I love that. Any other like final tips or advice you want to share with everybody? Yeah, be easy about it, you guys. Just be easy about it. Like there is nothing about the internet or your online business that is going to make or break the world. Uh, you know, I just, things are going to break. You're going to disappoint people. You're going to make mistakes. That's how you get to the next level. And those learning experiences are what make you want for more, right? That make you want to do something different. And it's, it's kind of like so many people that I've worked with, their goal is to get out of service work, right? Or to create some leverage in your business. And truly, I think everybody should try for that. Even if it's a productized service, you have to have some recurring revenue. You have to have something that Nothing beats notification of payment when you're out doing something else. You're like, oh, somebody bought this. That is truly a great feeling. But at the end of the day, tomorrow is always a new day. Like, just, just be easy about it and honestly have fun. If it is not fun, I do not do it at this point, 100%. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. It's like you just, it, it changes your life once you have that. If it's not fun, I'm not going to do it mentality in your own mm -hmm. business. You stop right. working with people that sap your emotional energy. You stop taking projects that sap your emotional energy. You just really get happier. You just right? do. Like life is just better. Like I might not be in Costa Rica. I'm still in my house and, you know, still raising teenagers, trying to be yeah. adults. Um, oh girl, but, you, you know, don't want to know what fun. my life was like with my youngest in high school. It's amazing that I got through it, but anyhow. <laughs> oh, my youngest decided he was done with high school. He said after his 10th grade year, he was like, this is pointless. I'm not learning anything. Can I just go to work? And I was like, well, you have to prove you're going to do something with your life. So he did over the summer. He started working for me, learned how to be a video editor. He's the one that does these podcasts. I was Brilliant. like, okay, you were serious about it. I'll let you go get your GED. So he did. He just mm -hmm. yeeted himself right into adulthood um, after his 10th grade year. So I, different paths I for different people, but Absolutely. it works. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, it's like you just you got to find what makes you happy. I love you know start getting rid of the hustle mindset. I think is so important. Like it, there, it's not a badge of honor to work a 60, 80 hour week. No, I literally girl wrote a post that busy, uh, busy isn't a badge of honor. It's bullshit. And and right. I ran off that for years. I thought the more productive I was, the more worthy I was. And it's kind of like I think hustle culture is just horrible for our mental health. So is lifestyle porn, to be honest with you. Like so many people are like, oh, you're Costa Rica. I'm like, I am, but I just, I love my business too. Like I work Monday through Friday, you know, there are times on the weekend. I'm like, I might go down to the pool. The beach is less than 10 minutes, but I'm like, nah. and I'm looking at moving to a different state maybe in six or seven months. So it's, it's really, it's an internal job. You get the internal right. The rest is easy to manage. It really is. I mean, thank you so much for coming on the show and for sharing your expertise with our audience. This has been really great, really amazing. I know there were lots of good nuggets in here. So thank you so, so, so much. Thank you for having me, Christina. This was a blast. (laughs) All right, entrepreneurs, guys, this is your call to take action. So join our community over at etatoday.zone and learn how to build a business that enables your lifestyle instead of taking over your life. Until next time.